one for all of my homies who accomplished their dreams In case y'all never sat back and really thought what it means Everybody that I speak about defeating the odds And if you ever felt like it was missing, here's your applause To another episode of the Bauer Hour I'm here with a good friend of mine, Stefan Lucky uh, Teacher, high school basketball coach, former basketball player overseas And a big advocate of the community He's actually a uh, trustee on his village council and yes, folks, I did say village, uh, where we're from in Southwest Michigan's pretty, pretty small area where we're from. Lucky. Welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, it's been a minute since, uh, I mean, when I would come back home from Maui or Tahoe, we would, uh, you know, kick it every once in a while. But man, it's been, a, I feel like it's been a couple of years since, yeah. maybe like COVID since we actually got to hang out. Yeah. What, last time we hung out was over my dad's house. Out in the front yard. Yeah, still, yeah. Still got a picture from that too. Yeah, my dad asked about you too. He's like, "Hey, man, where's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's doing, he's doing all right, bro. He's good." Yeah, I'm doing all right down here. I'm down here in Charlotte, just kind of, you know, trying to. I kind of did like the whole like pivot in life of. I was up in Tahoe and like doing the restauranting thing, making great money, and then. Charlotte was like this opportunity to like. It's a growing city. I think it's the third, fastest growing city in America right now, and mm. I was like. Kind of one I've been wanting to get into real estate for a while. I actually start uh, like the course on uh, Thursday. Oh wow! Uh, this next week, so I'm excited on that and just kind of you know try and make something a little bit more happen um, and kind of switch career paths, so to speak. Yeah. You know, the hospitality is fun and let me travel a lot, but uh, it's just you know I'm 31 now. Kind of kind of try something else, and if it doesn't work out, try something else and just keep going. You know, and that's how. That's how the, the outlook I have on Charlotte right now. I'm like six months in and, you know, living in a city is a little bit different. You know, I'm sure you've had Yo. your experiences as well. Um, yeah. How were your holidays, man? Man, holidays was great, man. Um, it was around a bunch of family. Um, my significant other, we go to our family stuff quite a bit. So um, over in South Bend, Elkhart, you know those places. I don't know if anybody yeah. one here will know those places. But, yeah, we go. We move around a little bit during the holidays. Um haven't had too much here yet. No, not nothing. Yeah, no, nah, not having too much here. But I mean, we got, obviously I got family here. You know that. But um, yeah, we just move around. We move around a lot. She she likes to stay moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's good though. You got to keep that like social battery kind of going. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you kind of got a lot going on too with work, being a coach, and uh, being a teacher as well. You're kind of at that school. All day. Hey, yeah. man. Maybe longer. Sometimes. What made, longer, man. What made you get into coaching? Uh, what made me get into coaching was that, uh, well, I went overseas and then like uh, per contract, most of the time, depending on like what level you're at overseas, um, you got to coach the younger kids um, that are in your uh, in your club or in your program or et cetera. So, uh, okay. so I got into it like that in, um, in that aspect. But before then, uh, with anything in CAS, I would always help out, you know, be an assistant here and there, like um, – Maybe not full fledged because I was always moving around and trying to go overseas. Um, but coming back here to coach, uh, obviously you're gonna touch base on that. Me getting injured, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I need to, you know, dive into an actual career, career, and um, along with coaching. And then yeah, that's how. I yeah, got I got a lot of respect for what you do, man. I probably don't tell you enough or talk to you enough to tell you, man. But like, what you do for that community is like something I envy and I have so much respect for because it's something I've always love to do is give back to where we're from and a little bit different from where I'm from in Constantine. There's not too much going yeah. um, on there for me at the moment. 
so it's hard for me to see myself there. But for yeah. you, you went back and, you know, you did your thing and you're making an impact on all these young kids' lives because growing up in a, any community, you had those people that you remember for a lifetime. For sure. And I feel like that's exactly where you're at. You're making an impact on what the the city's doing as a whole and like these kids' lives in a very young age of being, you were a seventh grade teacher, I think at one point. Yep, that's how I started off. And well, I started off seven, but then, yeah, legit seventh, seventh grade, grade teacher. Seventh grade is tough. Oh my seventh God. grade is tough. Yeah, that's, that's one of the toughest. I remember ones. being in seventh grade, I was like 13, just hellion, yeah. dude. Like yep. I didn't want to listen to anybody that like middle, little, middle, middle area, man, that middle area of a seventh grader, like they want to be so much more and don't really know who they are yet. So they kind of like trying to figure it out. And in that process, they give you hell <laughs> in that process. Yeah. They give you hell. So it's like, you, I have a niece like around that age right now and she like still wants to be a kid, but she wants to be an adult. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't know really where yeah. you're going on that. Yeah. But dude, it's funny. I was thinking about how we met. Do you remember how we met? No, not the first, not the first time. I mean, obviously through basketball, like competing through basketball, but yeah. did I meet you so outside? The first time, yes, the first time I met you, bro, I'll never forget because to be completely honest, you're my first like black friend that I didn't grow up with. Yeah. When you're from a different town, I was like, oh yeah, that's my dude. Stefan, yeah. I met you detasseling in the summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randomly. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I remember, I so remember then, some other people from Constantine on those buses. Like, oh, Stephen was with us too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if yeah. you grew up in Southwest Michigan and you were 13 years old, folks, if you don't know who the tasseling is, you're literally in a cornfield picking the tops of corn stalks from seven to four, Shucking eight corn. to four every day, wet in the morning it's, and then dry and crusty in the afternoon. Like, it was horrible. Oh, dude. <laughs> It's like the best yeah. babysitter a parent could ask for yes. in that area. <laughs> You're like making seven fifty an hour, getting like four hundred dollar checks at the end of the yep. week or whatever. You're stoked. Yeah, Which that's a lot of money at that time. For us, but it was oh, when you look back on that, bro, we got played so bad, bro, to be out there doing oh. that. Oh, man. Yeah, and like you don't really see that anymore out there. Like nah. it's not on my got, workers and yep. stuff now. Yeah, and um. When we used to, uh, I don't know if you remember, like if you used to miss the the, the tassels, like and they would have to like back up or something. Yeah, you only could do that so many times. Yeah, <laughs> yep. like, yeah. everyone knew who was missing the tassels, yeah. and then, then you were like, all right, man, you got to get this going. And, yeah, it's like the crazy kind of any sporting team. I crazy those times. days. I'm like, I'm like, I would detassel from whatever time, and then have football from like six to seven thirty or something. So yep. I'm like. No wonder my parents had me doing this. They didn't have to worry about me in the summer at all at because all. I was doing, had like a schedule, you know. It was smart on their part because they were working all the time. Yeah. Let's hop into like your overseas. You kind of touched that you were overseas. So what you were in Australia, I, I think first, or that was basically the big stint of your overseas. You yeah. were in Vietnam and Canada as well. Yeah. That was the that was the big stint. Um, Canada, uh, I played up there probably three or four times with an agency team. I never was on a legit team in Canada. Um, before that, I played semi-pro uh, down in Florida, then did that with the agency team. Then I went to Vietnam. Um, I played a with a local circuit there. So there was only there's the VBA there. There was only one American on the team. Dude was six, eight. I'm not playing over him. So, hey, I mean, yeah. he did everything I did in E68. So, but I got to, you know, train with the professional team, got to be around them. Um, 
and do all that sorts of stuff. Uh, crazy uh, language barrier. I mean, that opened up a lot for me too. Awesome. Trying to learn uh, to speak Vietnamese. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty hard, but uh, a few words and stuff like that. But then the stint in Australia was probably the best experience I've had overseas. Like, obviously, that was the biggest stint. Uh, I was over there a year, yeah. a year plus. But it was obviously, it's, uh, you know, they speak English, etc. So that was real easy right. to, you know, convert into that. But um, yeah, I love their accents over dumb. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And say, I, I used to catch myself they sometimes kind of accents. talking like that. Yeah. Yeah, they think oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. They think it's hilarious. Like when you start talking, they're like, "Oh, you said this. Like, what does that mean?" Like, just basic yeah. slang that we got that they don't know. Yeah. What was like your like? What was made that experience so like great and impactful in your life? Uh I, w- I will start off by saying, um, my boy Jerron Jamerson. That's the reason why I went to um, Australia. We went to college together um, at Goshen College, and then uh, he ended up going down there before me. And then I ended up playing semi-pro, et cetera. Took me a little longer. Then I got down there uh, with one of the club teams that was in the same league that he was in. So, and we got to play against each other too. So uh, that was exciting. Oh, so our, our, you know, Goshen practice battles, you know, ended up, I had a couple with him uh, over there too. And he's like the freaking LeBron of Darwin. So, yeah. Oh, really? Is support. that where you were? Were you in Darwin? Yep, I was in Darwin. Yep. yep What's that there. city like? I've never been to Australia. Uh, it is a bit different from, uh, Sydney and Melbourne and stuff like that, that everybody like, you know, want a vacation to or whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's really legit. Uh, the people I, I didn't run into, uh, I guess any like negative people, uh, in my stint yeah. or whatever. I mean, I had, you know, obviously basketball wise, you got like, you know, competition and, you know, some people are for this club, so they might not speak to you like in that aspect, but not know like, uh, outright just, you know, like want to do harm to you or like disrespect that. or nothing like that. Like they freaking love you over there. Like it's a, it's a difference from being here and going somewhere where you don't know anybody and they just, they just love everything about you. Like, and they hardly even know you. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a uh, pretty cool to like understand as somebody like when you leave, like where you're from and you go somewhere where no one knows you, you kind of create the persona that you want. Yeah. So to speak, yep. you know, it's like, okay, I'm a basketball player. I can kind of, you leave all that stuff that you've done, the history, which sometimes is it's good and bad because yeah. they don't exactly they don't you don't have like uh, some respect of what you've done. Yeah. So you kind of got to prove it to them. But then also you can if it's the negative stuff that you never got away from of being like Stefan Lucky of Cassopolis, like, yeah, no, you're Stefan Lucky basketball player. And I'm sure you probably had some experiences of people just like. <clears throat> looking up to you in high regard or like kind of I don't know about over there did you ever get like that like celebrity kind of thing where they're like asking for like kids are asking for autographs or what was that yeah so so when we went to so we visited uh different schools so uh so all the Americans that were on the teams like we ended up going to schools and playing uh together on the same team versus the kids at the school so like we would be I mean I got pictures of them super long lines, getting autographs and stuff like that. But within our, our Darwin league or whatever, I mean, you would have some kids, like if you go crazy, like my first game there, I went for 33. I had kids going nuts, like coming up to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but once you get like Darwin is like, uh, it's big, obviously bigger than Cass, um, but it is, it's got, it's got like a little community around that basketball area and that, and that, um, that league. So once you get to know, know the kids, like you kind of just, it's just like cast, like you just you just blend in. You start blending in. 
uh, with the kids and stuff. Yeah. I mean, your first your first go around, um, and then if you're going crazy, obviously they'll they'll keep coming up to you, and, you know, et cetera. Um, and want to add you on social media and do all do all that stuff, but yeah, yeah. Um, not not crazy high class celebrity, but. Yeah. But when I was in yeah, Vietnam, though, cool to have that. walking around Vietnam, in Vietnam was, like that. was pretty dope, though, because, like, yeah, it, I didn't even play for the VBA. And they was just like, yo, I would go to, like, local open gyms and go crazy. And they would, like, people would, like, grown men would ask for my autograph. Or, or like, I had uh, some of the universities there. They wanted to play our local circuit team that we had together. It was me and another American staying together. And uh, we trained at all the dis- district courts. That's what they called it. District one, district two, blah, blah, blah. Um, and with the colleges would hit up the guy that was running our little local circuit team and like, Hey, come play our college, like Vietnamese colleges. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we want him to come play. No yeah. So like I went to this one gym and they like, so sur- like, it was like the Rucker, but inside, you know how they surround the court. Oh, it was Vietnamese yeah. people everywhere. And like coming just because I was playing against, you know, these Vietnamese kids. And like, yeah. And I actually met a, a Vietnamese kid, uh, that was from LA. So he was out there. So after the game, like me and him going at it. So after the game, he came up to me and was like, hey, like, can I get your Instagram? Like, hey, I, I'm from L.A. actually, but, you know, I got people here and blah, blah, blah. So, like, yeah, those types of experiences, man, is like, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Those are ones that you don't really ever forget yep. as well. I, I kind of wish I remember back I was living in Maui at the time and I remember you were, you know, like, come up, like start training like come over yeah, here you could have played with blah. us you could have played with us for sure and i was like there was definitely times where i wish i did do that like looking back on it now for sure i was like yeah. man, i wish i would just committed six months to getting back in full hoop and shape and just went over there and just had an experience like yeah. like what you're talking about like nothing crazy like i was never trust me folks i was not that guy he was, he was, he was to an extent though. Like in, in high school, he's trying to be humble right now. In high school, Bauer was crazy. Like the, yeah, the back yeah, and forth between like, our teams in high school and then carrying into college. Like if you would have, like you saying, if you would have trained, you could have came over there and played with us. And if we was on the same team, it would have been crazy. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> fun. Been crazy. I, I always regret not ever like doing more. Yeah. Like, and, and even when we were in college, when we, we hooped together at the same Juco and I don't ever remember going in the gym without it being practice or like the weight room that much. Yeah, like, you didn't much. You was always, hey, yeah, you was, you was straight was to the always, point and then going to do whatever you wanted to do, come back to practice, go to school and just be like, yeah, that's it. I think that was like one of the downfalls of staying local and being who I was there. Yeah. Like, and where we're from is very small townish, right? And so, yeah. and that was one of the reasons why I left is because I couldn't, for me at that time, I couldn't not be a different identity yeah. than Jake Bauer of Constantine or like someone talked to me about some shit in high school. And I was like, cool. Like that was always cool to reminisce. But at one point when I was like 20, 21, I'm like, all right, like yeah. how many times are we going to talk about this football, <laughs> this basketball? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, ah, I need something a little bit more fulfilling not fulfilling, but just like different. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy, especially like never leaving at that time being like the high school guy who's still in the community is like, I don't know. You kind of, when you're from there, you kind of have that, like, no, I had that ah, at first too. Man. I, had that to, I had to get out. I had to get out for a second too. I mean, I don't mind, you know, coming back. Obviously it's a good place to, you know, raise kids. And uh, as an adult, I don't find, I don't think it's a bad place, but like, when we were kids, before we got all this stuff that we have now, I'm like, man, I need to get out of cast and I'm never going back. But yeah, yeah. you kind of 
you kind of grow into it. Did so. you did you get homesick while you're over there? Oh, for sure. Yeah. How how did you like deal with that? Were you like calling your family and friends? Because a lot of people move away now. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, I have friends back here. One specifically, Jeremiah Lee. Uh, he talked to me every every day that he could. Um, Steven mm-hmm. would hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Just certain people that I connected with, I would always talk to. I mean, and I had Jerron, Jerron there with me in Australia. So that wasn't bad. And then um, Charles Baines is the guy that I uh, roomed with in Vietnam. And me and him still talk to this day. So, like, when I was there, it was just me and him. Like, we would go, we would do everything together. So, like, I mean, I had somebody with me right. where I was. But still, like, the home aspect, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get back home. Yeah. Yeah. At some point you want to, right? And it's like, yeah. it, it's nice to have someone there to kind of give you that sense of home, even though like yeah. Jerron didn't grow up with you or anything, but you guys grew up a lot during your times at Goshen College when you guys yeah. were moving together and stuff. Did you have any like misconceptions of Australia like that you had going into it that kind of like was different than what you expected or anything that surprised you? No, I mean, the one thing that surprised me was the like these little lizards, bro. These little li- <laughs> these little lizards. So, <laughs> so being well, being up there uh, in the northern territory, we couldn't swim in like the regular waters. Like there was a there was these water holes and stuff, but sometimes they would shut them down because like, it'd be like a croc or alligator, whatever. Which one was there? Alligator croc. It was in the water. Yeah. So sometimes, so I end up going, but I didn't stay in them long, obviously. And then some of them I stayed in like the extremely shallow parts so like i couldn't always yeah. get water but it's extremely hot like and then the place the the coach that i stayed with he there was a pool outside his house so i was always in that and then um there was a training facility that me and jerron always went to but like uh, one of the lizards got on me one day like in the pool bro and i went nuts oh not a big lizard oh guy. not at all I'm like <laughs> i'm like certain stuff don't bother. like if it's there it don't bother me but like it crawled on me like crawled up my back and everything. i think i was facetiming somebody from here too crawled up bro and i just like People came out of the houses and stuff around. Like, you okay? I'm like, man, a lizard didn't jump up. Yeah. And then the- uh, Something you don't got to deal with. Up oh, Michigan, no. That's for sure. Um, Florida had little lizards when I was down there, but they were like that big. Um, but we live um, on the other side of a golf course. So the golf course was between us and then whatever else was out, what they call out bush or over on the other side or some houses or whatever. And it caught on fire over there because it was so hot. It was the first time I ever seen something like that. Yeah, you know, and I still got it saved Dude, in my wild, Snapchat till today. Like it was wildfires crazy. are wildfires are really really scary, man. Yes. I mean, obviously you probably have seen what happened in Maui recently, um, but even when I was there, there was um, there was a couple, and one was like coming into like the back of our neighborhood, and it was they they put it out and stuff, but it was a time where you're like. Yeah, fuck! You're packing up. You're kind of like see, I ain't had to do that, but man, I'd have been sick. It. I'd have been sick about that one. It it's just weird to see like a a wildfire and you don't know if it's going to be able to get put out. And like yeah. what happened in Maui recently, man, I can't even imagine what those people went through. Like with it happening so fast yeah. for them. Um, is there any like wild stories you have over there? Do you have any wild uh, stories wild that stories you can, that you can share? No, I really don't have, I don't really have many wild stories. Uh, I was a mentor at one of the rec centers through our, um, our club team. So like the people that ran our club team, they ran the gym, the rec and, uh, the other American that was on my team in Australia. Um, the only wild stories I have from that, uh, a kid got hit with a machete over under his knees. Like there was like, 
um, we call them the Aboriginals, like the Aboriginal people. They like uh, darker skin tone, et cetera, blah, blah, look more so like right. me. Um, but they had their little gangs and stuff. It's not many guns out in Australia. I think they did a thing where they, you know, bought back all the guns and like right. a while ago. I don't know. This is a bunch of stories. But like they carry machetes. They carry poles. Like they do all kinds of stuff. So some kid was beefing That's with wild. another kid. Like, but the kid, he would always come to the wreck and play ball. Like there was always um, – kids that needed guidance that would come to the wreck and like they would be good while they were at the wreck. But then once they leave, they out in the streets, running the streets, uh, late night, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, he got sliced under his knees, man. Uh, outside of the wreck. Like, like leg off? Like, no, no, no. Off. Just, just like, they just tried to like oh, okay. hit him with a machete though. Like that was a big thing out there. Like them carrying around knives and doing all, all that crazy stuff like that. Dang, yeah. I, I think funny. I broke up one, broke up one fight. Um, and the dude that was on my team, he's, uh, they call him Shaq. His name William William Shackelford. Uh, he was on my uh, club team. Um, big dude. I'm talking about like he eats weights. Man, he scooped up yeah. like five six kids at once, like in a fight. Like so, I'm like, obviously I gotta help, but I ain't scooping up five six kids. But like that was the first time he like, yeah. And you're not supposed to obviously like you're not really supposed to break it up because you ain't supposed to touch the kids or whatever. Um, just yeah. like if you were here at home, like you know people can sue and do. All kind of other stuff, but yeah, um, legal stuff that you don't. Yeah, I'm like, yo, know, listen, big fella, went and grab somebody. Yeah, so yeah, I got, I got to step into. Yeah, that, but, that's cool that you kind of been like doing this whole like mentoring thing of younger, you know, of kids, you yeah. know, teenagers, and so to speak, for a while now. Um, what kind of what was the reason you went back home? So the reason I came back home, um, because I injured my hip. So. Oh, my dog's over here tripping. Uh, my hip injury, I don't have any more. I think it's all the way gone. Not by now. Uh, any more cartilage in my left hip. So my, my right hip is got space narrowing, too. And it's like, uh, I want to say it's almost gone in my right hip. But my left hip, yeah. But when I was in Australia, it was it was on its way out. Yeah. And I, like, just random, like, running down the court. And I'm like, man, like, my hip is hurting, like. You know, impact, I'm always falling on the ground, but I got, like, you know, the compression uh, things. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I just fell wrong, the wrong way. I mean, I get up, bro, and barely be able to walk. Like, I'd be, like, like crazy. Like, it'd be, like, you feel like one of your legs is longer than the other. Like, you know, you get that that walk with that tilt. Oh, man, you were walking yeah. like you were 55, 60 yeah. over there. Yeah, bro, it was horrible, man. I was like, goodness gracious. What was your – what was the mindset, you know, because that's – I mean, as an athlete, that happening – pretty abruptly in your life what was the mindset that you had when that happened and like how'd you overcome it because i'm sure i mean i might be speaking out here but like i'm sure you kind of battled with some depression anxiety of like where your life was going at that time so like, one, how'd you handle all that 100 got depressed like instantly because like my first thought was you're going home like you don't have an option you know so uh the first person I called, obviously, was Jerron. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, bro, yeah. like, it's hurting. Like, I can't, he like, man, do this, this, and this. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I did all kind of stuff you can do. Took uh, their form of ibuprofen over there, their, you know, their their icy hot stuff. And that they guys did different names and stuff. Um, I did anything and everything I could do, bro. But, like, day in, like, it was, like, weeks. And then you I would, couldn't I would, do it anymore. I couldn't, I wouldn't practice for a whole week. And then I would, like take like five ibuprofen before the game and then put this, the cream on there and I'd be able to play in the game. I'd be good for like the first half. And then after the stuff wore off, I'm like limping around, like barely moving. I can't cut, can't play defense. I would have to sprint back on defense backwards. Like I would have to backpedal because I couldn't take off the yeah. stride. So bro, it was like mentally, I'm like, dude, there's no way like basketball is over for me. So like once I was like, 
yeah, it's chops. It's over with. Bro, I was like, got dumb, depressed, bro. And yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. So that's a dark place to be at. I mean, yeah, that I, was I battled dark depression place. as of late, you know, and it's like, am I doing the right thing? Kind of, am I supposed to be here? And so you, yeah. what made that final, the final decision? You're like, all right, I got to go home. What was it? How long did it take you to kind of like get your bearings again and be like, all right, like, cause you kind of switched your whole, you pivoted in life. Yeah. So when yeah. I was over in Australia, the coach, he wanted me to finish out the contract. Like he wanted me to still play it. Like I wasn't even all the way 50%. So I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, bro. Like in for me, cause like I didn't want to go home, but I was like, yo, listen, I got, I think I got to go home. Like I can't, yeah. I can't stay here and, um, and work. Like they, I could have stayed within the, you know, the, the club or the program and did, you know, stuff for them. Still stayed in the mentor, uh, mentor realm or whatever. But I'm just like, and I got to go home, bro. Like, it, and it switched. And then once I got home, I'm like, well, now what? Like, and that thought process of being in college and even being in high school and people telling me, like, first of all, like, you're too small to even be playing or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to go yeah. far with that. But then the the idea of um, you can't play forever. Like, no one's going to be able to play forever. So I'm like, you know what? This is my stoppage of not playing forever. Like, you got to deal with it. Like, you just got mm -hmm. out the game early. I mean, there's nothing else I could do. I mean, I still play a little bit here and there, and I'd be hurt for a day, like sore. But full fledged trying to go back overseas, I was like, yeah, it's it's over with. Yeah, so it can't happen. Yeah. You can't play to that level. Yeah, and if you're not playing to that level, as all athletes know, or business or whatever, you can't perform to the no. level you want to perform. Yeah. You're like, why do I? Why am I doing yeah. this to myself? Especially if you're like hurt and injured and stuff. So yeah. you went back to Cassopolis and. Um, kind of walking through like the process there, you were subbing and then you kind of went into teaching and giving back to the community. Was that always kind of like your goal? Yeah, very way down the road goal. Uh, obviously, yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen then. Um, when I first came back, though, I, I worked for the village uh, as a uh, as a worker, like uh, out in the out in the field, like, you know, water lines um picking up brush yeah. doing uh cutting grass like you know like an actual village or, or city worker yeah like i did that yeah. for for a second and then i was subbing on and off too like i got in because i was subbing before i left so that was always mm -hmm. something i was i was doing both um trying you know basically double dip get you know get some money up yeah make ends um, and stuff so i was doing both and then uh the principal now at my school she was a teacher at the middle school and then the uh, the principal at the middle school now, uh, she ended up being what she yeah she ended up being the principal. I don't know how it worked. I don't know, but she was just like, "Yo, I think Lucky would be good at the seventh grade position." And uh, they was like, "Well, is he going to take it serious? Because like we know he want to still play basketball. So like, is he going to yeah, come back and get surgery this. and like leave again and blah blah blah?" So like when they offered me the job, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm done playing basketball because like I'm not about to jump in and then." If I leave, you know, this position, I might I might not ever get it back, like being a teacher, like in this in this town. So I was just like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to just I'm going to just chalk the basketball thing up and then teach and then. Yeah. And then get into basketball, like help coaching. I, I, I started being an assistant. So I was just like, yeah, that's where I got to go with it. Was there like one person or 
anything like specifically that inspired you to like give so much back to the community yeah. or is it just always like the sense of community? Yeah. So, um, outside of the sense of community, my uncle Dan, when I was younger, he ran like all the little programs. Um, he ran CCA, like our basketball program that I grew up in along with, uh, a million other kids. Um, I believe he, I think he started rocket football, um, here. Like he did so much here, man. He had so many ties to, uh, people around the world like he been set with presidents before and like he just Man. did like he was like the mayor in cast without being the mayor so right. or the president now that we have a president or whatever so i'm like um yeah i was like dude i just want to and and uh i mean for the record he's, he's my adopted uncle but um because i was adopted adopted into that family but i mean he's he, he was uncle dan and he took us everywhere i mean dude if I didn't have enough money to pay for to get in the rec league, he would pay for me. Um, yeah, like he was just always yeah, giving, back. just always he giving back. You to, you, wanting you guys to be successful, yeah, and happy, and not have that. Like I feel like in uh, everywhere, especially in small towns, that you don't want your child or kids that you care about to feel like they don't have enough to yeah. someone else. So yeah. they make all these sacrifices financially, time wise, to make you have that and you're more of the priority than it's very unselfish yeah, extremely. work that a lot of and, these people do. And I feel like uh, a lot of people in cast, like when I was growing up, like just helped us all out. Any of the friends' houses I went over, you know, Nathan Hartline, Tommy First, man, I anytime I went over Oliver's house or anybody's, like I never felt like I needed anything or like, you know what I'm saying? Like even though I didn't have, like there was, you know, me growing up, I didn't have a lot uh, before I got yeah. to um, my adopted mom's house. Um, so anytime over with them, dude, it was like, dang, I can go anywhere in cast and be good. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not, you know, yeah. oh, lucky don't got this, they, got that. They would never bring it up. They just, uh, we got it. You got it. And all my boys, like, yeah. I would go over Steven's house, bro. Steven would, I would wear Steven's clothes sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I've never had You to can't wear, wear his clothes anymore. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's over with now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, they it's, do it's say it, it takes a village. Yeah. It, it takes a village to raise a child. That's how it was in Constantine as well. And, uh, I couldn't think, as I'm sure you can either, those people enough because they really shape us into who, yes. we, are, who we were, especially when our parents uh, weren't there as much. Like, um, I know you have your own situation. My parents were just working all the time. I barely ever saw them because um, they were trying to make ends meet to make sure I had like basketball shoes yep. or I didn't have to worry about gas money or lunch money or stuff like that. But it does take a village to raise a child. And, and since it, even in like a city now that I'm in, you kind of see it in a bigger aspect because there's just like neighborhoods, yeah. which I'm trying to grasp the concept concept of, but it, it, it's, it's cool to see, you know, kids still out and about, which we don't see as much as it was when we were a kid. But uh, what's, uh, what's like the plan going forward in 2024, man? Are you, uh, what's kind of like your goals and what you're looking to do? Um, so 2024, oh, give me two seconds. Hey, Nova. No, yeah, go ahead. Nova. Baby, grab the food off of that uh, table over there so the dogs don't get it. Oh, she already got it. But moving forward, man, in 2024, um, man, before the ball dropped the other day, I was just, like, thinking, like, what's like what's next? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you get that that in your stomach or in your heart, too. Like, like everybody looking outside in to me, like, at me. They're like, oh, you're a coach. You're a teacher. Like, you do this. You do that. Uh like, where do you go from there? Like, what, what's next? Like, how do I fulfill those those positions as best as I can? And then plus, do like, I always feel like I got to do more. So, like, bro, there's so many aspects 
that I want to, you know, tap into in 2024. It's yeah. hard to pin. I, I feel when I, I saw you uh, last summer, I was back for a minute and I saw you and it was like, uh, there was something going, you guys had like a little beach there. Yeah. Something was going on. I forget what it was with the festival or something. Beach bashes that we got. Yep. Yeah. Beach bash. And uh, it was cool to see, like you said, your uncle was like the mayor, but I remember saying that to you. I'm like, dang, dude, you're like the little mayor. Yeah. Cause everyone was coming up saying what's up. And it was like, it was cool to see um, from an outside, like a friend view of like, yeah, your homie, like everyone respects you and has love for you and wants the best for you. And they trust you going forward with their kids, the community and everything. So uh, hats off to you on that, bro, because that takes a lot and kind of, you know, you could have went down different paths in life. Yeah. You know, we all could have ended up somewhere else and. I think you're doing a great job of, you know, navigating that path. And like you said, the whole New Year's thing where you're like, where do I go from here? I want to do more and more. But sometimes it's like, this is what I need to do now. Yeah. You know, you can't, we kind of get caught up in the whole future look of what we're going to be doing in five, 10 years. But that shit plays out regardless. Like yeah. in Australia, when you first, the first four months you're there, your five year plan wasn't to, be back in cast making a difference i wasn't coming home <laughs> if, to yeah, like exactly. it, like man it, it does like like you said a pivot man complete 360 because if i wouldn't have got hurt i don't think i was coming home like in my brain and you know before that i'm like dude i ain't going home because like jaron stayed there he's still there right now still oh, really? still playing yeah we got we got a new pro team in darwin like a legit like nbl one team so like i wouldn't have came home bro yeah it was, it was tough, but I mean, I'm I'm blessed and happy that I did come home, um, and able to do the stuff that I'm doing. But man, yeah, basketball wise, that yeah. was that was it right there. What uh, I gotta ask you, what like, so what's like your top five moments in your life that probably shaped where you are today and who you are as a person? So, top five, number one would probably be uh, like being, uh. I don't say it like, well, yeah, say it like that, uh, taken away from my parents. Like when I was younger, um, I ended up in the system. Um, that moment um, being taken away, I remember it like it was it was yesterday. Like, yeah, that moment right there. Like, what was that experience? On, um, and it's crazy. I just seen this lady that actually took me away from my parents. Like, you know, she's a worker, but I actually seen her and she didn't recognize who I was. So I was like, I end up saying something. I'm like, you don't know who I am, do you? Blah, blah, blah. Like I seen her. Uh, she was at the gas station. Um but that experience, bro, taking getting taken away, the first thing was like, dang, I'm never going to see my parents ever again in life. And I mean, right now I got the best relationship ever with my dad. Um, and my mom lives in Elkhart, so I still see them. I still talk to her, you know, every so often when she calls, et cetera, or I call her. Um, but being taken away and then like going to somebody else's house, like it is, it's crazy. It's it's horrible. Like who's, if anybody's ever been in the system or have heard of it or, you know, had any stories of it, like there's some great people. And then there's some people like, dude, there's no way they let these people have kids. And like, that's another reason why, like, I'm so in tune with like helping youngers, like get to where they're going and having a great mindset, et cetera. Cause like, dude, you don't know where you're going to end up. Like that wasn't my fault, but I ended up with some people that I shouldn't have been with. Oh man. And at that moment I was a little bad kid because I was, you know, mad that I was, you know, right. I got taken away. So I would, was trying to do stuff to like get back home, like thinking, that, that can just happen, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah, not really knowing like how it all worked. But, yeah. Uh, keep going with your top five, man. Sorry. To um, the next one would probably be um, moving to Vietnam, bro, because I was 
I was scared out of my mind to go to Vietnam. Like, even though basketball was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, potentially play basketball or, you know, um, and had another opportunity to uh, join another team later, but I ended up leaving uh, before that happened. Um, just thinking about Vietnam, I was just like, you know, being in school and learning about the Vietnam Wars, and I'm just like, bro, I'm gonna get over there, and these people gonna look at me like, yeah, you not, we don't accept you. So yeah, I was yeah. scared to go. And then the first like yeah, week or two, I was by myself in the in the apartment they set up for me and uh, my guy because he he kind of stalled on coming, like, and I'm like, yo. I hit him up on Facebook. I like found out who he was and, you know, and I'm like, dude, when you coming? Like I've been in this room by myself. Like, bro, I couldn't even, I walked down the street, got to the end of the road one day and I would walk back. And like the next day I would bust the corner and go a little further and like, just try to like, dude, I was so scared. I was going to get lost or like somebody was going to scoop me and like end up in prison or something over there. Like, yeah. Locked up abroad. Yeah. I watched that. I don't know if you ever watched that or anybody else. I was just like, man, I'm about to be, a, yeah, I'm about to be done for. And then how, you know, who's going to be able to contact me? Like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, that that's stuff was crazy. That's definitely a, a little scary uh, that a lot of people have when they're moving away anywhere or even like yeah. going traveling somewhere. They're like, I can't, being locked up abroad is probably one of yeah. my biggest fears. So I'm yeah. trying to get like best behavior when I go over there. And then super short story, my phone, like I forgot to um, put the uh, travel pass thing on my phone from Verizon to go over. So once I got to, I was in like Bangkok or something and like, I couldn't use my phone. I couldn't do, I couldn't connect to nothing. Like it was, oh, I was oh. scared, bro. And I was like, man, I'm about to miss my flight. Like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. That, that was yeah, a, dude, that the lifeline's just gone. Yeah. I was scared. Point. I started asking people for help. Like, and that's when you like, dang, you got to actually talk to people and like find somebody that can obviously speak the language and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. This. And I feel, I feel like a lot of people think that there's, we always hear about the, the worst things in the world, yeah. right? That's all we ever hear about. But like, I'm sure you ran into some people that weren't cool, but like you touched on earlier, there's nice people. If you're yeah. like a respectful human being, like yeah. there's nice people everywhere yes. in this world, no matter where you're at. Yeah. And so thankfully you probably found someone that gave you the right direction. So yeah. You could yeah. speak English, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And got you to where you needed to be. Yeah, that was that was nerve wracking, bro. I was scared. Um, my third thing on the list um, is graduating from Goshen. So uh, I never thought in a million years I would go to Goshen College. Um, I, I, many people are not familiar with Goshen. It's a Mennonite school. So I don't want to disrespect what it is by saying it's like borderline Amish kind of. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to, you know, um, it, but, it, but it, it, yeah, yeah, I just say I didn't want it, want it to come off wrong, but yeah, like it was different being in Goshen. And then like you said, uh, being that close to home, like, yeah, I didn't think I would stay that close. I was, I was definitely trying to go way further, but then Jerron ended up going yeah. in and so we, we connected there. Um, yeah, that experience there was, was pretty crazy too, uh, at Goshen for, for the three what, years that I was there. Uh, the Mennonite thing, did you, so did you guys have to go to like church and yep. all, like we had to go to chapel? Uh, was it twice a week? Yeah, we had to go to chapel that, twice a week. Did, did that affect because I have no clue about the Mennonite world at all, bro? Yeah, like did that affect your beliefs at all? Like, do you, no, did you take no, a little no, bit no. from that? Or? Uh, no, I tried not to like, um, try not to compare. Um, any chapel was more so. They would sing. They would. It wasn't. It wasn't like an actual like church church service that I remember. Like I don't remember it being that. But I never. Um, they didn't want you doing homework in there and like doing so. So I tried not to disrespect the the time that we had to go in there. But I never. 
I never tried to like. Uh, I wasn't trying to like be Mennonite or like be involved. Be inv- like yeah. yeah, like cause I like yeah, I already had my own church back home, like here uh, with my grandma and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I never really like yeah. I just did what I had to do for school and like yeah, let's get let's get yeah, let's get do, it done. Check, just be there, yeah. get it done. Yeah, without disrespecting anybody. Hard. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, for people who are like very religious, like going into like, oh, yes, to be here twice a week and not any religion, not just men, right? You know, yeah. It's like if you're not Catholic or Christian or Buddhist. Yeah. Some, some people, whatever, may, some people may fuss of it too, but I'm like, at the end of the day, once you look the school up and you, you know, you uh, get accepted, like you, you know what you're getting yourself into uh, more so. So like. You, you take a campus visit. You, or, you know. Yeah, you kind of yeah. know, unless you don't visit. And then, I mean, that's anybody's fault. Yeah. Choice, but. And also, touching on Goshen, congratulations. Uh, we're speaking with a 2022 Young Alumni Servant Leader yep. Award winner here. Yep, yep. That's that pretty too. cool that they, sh- that they gave you some respect out there. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. They, they hit me up for a while about it. Um, some They actually messaged people from CAS to give insight on me or whatever – how they felt and who I was and um, my character and blah, 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 outside of them already knowing who I was at Goshen. Um, yeah, so I guess whoever in cast, you know, messaged and gave me some good some good points. Uh, yeah. They got, yeah, yeah, they got sure. me up there. Um, I wasn't able to make the speaking thing, so I had to do a short video um, or whatever. But um, the lady that is in the NFL, she was on – one of those same that same uh, night. I don't know if it was the same thing. She had some other award. She was she an offensive coordinator for the 49ers or you know what I'm talking about? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I have no oh idea. man, somebody else gonna hear this and like see it. I gotta look her up, but I wasn't able to be there for that would have been a dope moment. I, I was teaching at the here. Um so I sent a, a video in of uh receiving the award or whatever. And um but yeah she was there man that would have been a dope moment because she went to Goshen too and then uh oh, you know, uh, CJ McCullum that's in the league, his brother yep. is Eric McCullum. He went to Goshen too. So like, we got some pretty cool people that come from Goshen. So yeah, it was, you wouldn't expect that from Goshen. And nah, nah, nah. Yeah. People like that yeah it was pretty, it world, was pretty you know? legit. Yeah. So, um, so we got being in this, being in the system, going to Vietnam, the go graduating, being a college graduate. Yep. Well, uh, what's next? What's next for us, Bob? Um, becoming an actual teacher, like, being contracted to be a teacher uh I, I went to goshen and so i'll give everybody a little insight on the teaching um aspect that i was i went to goshen to be a physical education teacher um some dope teachers there love love more most of my teachers that was there um did not dislike dislike any of them but certain classes shout out to the teachers yeah shout out yeah to them. they don't get paid enough no um, but so I started off doing be, being a sub, and then I went over to Goshen to be a physical education teacher. And then with basketball, I wasn't able to student teach. So I couldn't put that onto my degree. Like I couldn't, you know, go into the teacher courses like I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to take, I took it off. I took that off. So once I got out, now I had to go through an alternative program, take the state test, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so within that realm, then I had to do, had to kind of like, still want to be a teacher but do it a different go to a different route alternative route yeah. or whatever instead of doing it at gotta, school if that's something you want to do you got to like find a way yeah you always find a way yeah something that you're very passionate about it's uh i gotta say probably one of the most rewarding things is being a teacher yes yes you know? yes yep so uh obviously coaching you're still teaching so 
just a lot of aspects of um, giving back to the kids, tapping into their young minds and seeing where they're at, um, just like we were, like seeing some of the same uh conversations come come about from you know certain situations yeah. and stuff I'm like yo i went through that i'm telling you blah blah and they're like well you used to do it i'm like i'm trying to tell you now though but it's the same thing i used to do yeah. with you know older teachers that uh that was my teachers because i teach with a lot of teachers that were my teachers in high school really yes yep i teach with a lot of teachers oh, yeah really? so uh and then i have some uh some classmates uh that are teachers so it, oh, that's in cool. too. So it's like small community, yeah. So small community, small towns. Yep. I love that, man. That's uh, what was I, I was thinking about like back in the day, like teachers that I remember, and there's there's a handful of them, you know. Yeah. There's some people I'll never forget, and there's some people like who the hell was my teacher? But I feel like you're gonna be that person yeah. for people. And for those out there that are teaching, you're doing a phenomenal thing for the world, and I wish that we paid you more because children are the most important part of our whole country and i don't understand yeah. why we pay you guys 40 to sixty thousand dollars a year that's yeah. insane yeah. to me yeah no teachers oh, are dope bro. Yeah, like, you want to touch is, on that because you you're talking about the, the the pay or just teachers in general yeah pay the pay oh i mean there, there's a there's a scale i mean their, their scale is pretty slow uh like how many years you're in and, you know, the percentage wise of how much you should get, blah, blah, blah. But um, me being a teacher, um, I guess I guess it is like a seniority thing, too. I mean, I, I, I like that idea. Like the more you the longer you're here, the more we pay you. But the starting pay should not be under 50 at all. Yeah. Like they're at all should not be for what for what you have to deal with. And I don't want to um, mesh both of these together because teaching is teaching. But in some sense, we're babysitting, too. I mean, the kids have to go to school, um, but some kids refuse to learn. And that's the difficult part. And you, you still got to do your job at the end of the day. But relatively, we like babysitting. So, like, babysitters get a lot of pay. Like the baby, yeah, they get a lot. So if we would get babysitter prices, bro, we'd be, like, we'd be set. Like, I seen a little meme of, like, what uh, – a babysitting place would get like per child and i'm like obviously taxes and stuff weighs in but like if you would give us that i'm like hey yeah you have, did, what? have a lot more people have a lot of people want to be teachers yeah yep and then you would get you're really caring about what yeah that's what i was just doing. about to say you get the more qualified people that's like okay if you're gonna give me this then i'm gonna give you everything i got like um i seen uh another little video on you know scrolling online a dude uh she called him about uh a manager called him and they were talking on the phone and he didn't get the raise or whatever. And she wanted to know why his performance was that way. He was like, well, I gave you this amount of money performance because that's what you gave me. So that's, that's what I'm going to do for that. If you're not giving me extra, I'm not doing extra. And some people do extra just because, I mean, that's who they are. But some people's like, Hey, listen, I, I, I went to school for this. I did this. I did that. I, you know, put forth effort for this. If you're not going to reward me, yeah, I'm not giving you extra. Yeah, if the pay scale's not lining up to what I'm yeah, from, I'm not in, doing it. Like, yeah. in what way does this teeter totter yeah. really balance? And it out and it kind of sucks though because like me now now I'm a PE teacher uh, for the high school and I go down to the middle school for one for one hour. P PE is fun, so like I could really give PE everything. I mean, my pay scale isn't where it should be, where I think it should be, et cetera. But then how do you weigh that out? Because I just love what I do. Like some teachers are great at math, but they don't love to teach math. But then, you know, how do you, I don't know, they're the balance of 
Well, it should be. And it's like, you kind of like, people say do what you love and yeah. it's not work, which is fair, but you have to be able to make a You still have right to. Right now, yeah. I mean, real quick, get to your fifth because I'm going to circle back okay. to why you need to get paid more. <laughs> oh, you said go straight into the fifth? Um, yeah, go to the So the, the next thing that would probably have shaped me um, is probably probably dating dating my woman and having two kids. So that's probably the next that's, thing. That's yeah. perfect. I'm glad you said yeah. that because that's why I wanted to circle back. What was that like? You know, because, I, I mean, first off, I want to say that's why you need to be paid more because you're providing for children yeah. now. 40 grand or whatever it is. I don't know what you get paid, but I know a lot of the base salary of teachers is not enough. I have other friends that are teachers and voice this to me, Yeah, but like you're providing for a whole family now. So what was it like real quick to, how do you start dating? Cause I'm single, I'm dating. Shout out to Charlotte for being the top five worst cities <laughs> to date in the United States. But like, yeah, the mind's like, how do you start dating someone that has two kids? Because it's a scary thought for me. I'll tell you. No, no, no. Later. It's the it's the worst. It's the worst thought in the world because like at first I was so against it. Like way before before I met her, I was against it. Um, but then once you obviously you know get in with her, and then once you're around, like I love kids anyway. So I'm just like, yeah. So the idea of dating somebody that already has kids, like you, there's a whole nother realm of stuff you got to deal with, but. That wasn't the idea. That was that was the idea first behind before you meet them and meet the kids because I've always loved kids anyways. So once you obviously date for so long and then you're with the kids and you you know you start loving the kids and stuff, it, it's yeah, it's just like anything else. I mean, yeah. So like, what was okay? What was your first date? The first time. Well, first I don't want to say she, I don't want to say she set me up because I kind of like went into that like that, but. Um, mm -hmm. It was at the beach. So like I ended up, you know, we messaging back and forth, haven't met up yet. And then um, I'm like, yo, I'll pull up to the beach. So we just had the beach bash. So we just had the beach bash. And okay. the next day she messaged me like, yo, you you pulling up? And I'm like, yeah. So I was, I'm like, crazy. Oh yeah. For the camera. I'm like crazy lit. Yeah. But I was crazy lit. So I like really kind of woke up like <laughs> and I forgot kind of. And I'm like, oh crap. Blah, blah, blah. So I end up going to the beach. And then her whole family is there, brothers and all. Like every, oh no! Everybody's there. Oh no! Yeah. So that was that was like our that was the first interaction though. So she she said she said the fam is here, but I'm thinking like the girls. Yeah, the two the two dogs. bro. It's mom, um, her her mom's husband, the, the brothers, uh, friends. The girls is there. Like my girls, uh, the kids, and, and, and I'm and just you, like, and you're lit. No, no, no. Like I, I didn't came down, you know, from the last night before, but like, kind of, yeah. So I'm on the oh, way there, okay, the thinking, before, yeah, the night before was the beach bash. So I'm like, I get there, and I'm just like, yes, yeah. so walk down there, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so it's like a boom, yeah, it was over with. I met them first, so like that was the first, first thing. So I was like, uh, got, got that out the way. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, got that out the way, and I guess you're gonna figure out if uh, you really like it, yeah, and if this is gonna work future wise, real yep. quick. And I and I and I uh, I just I just got my Jeep too, and I had everything off of it. And her mom freaking loved the Jeep. Can I drive it? Sure, mom. You can drive it anytime you want. You to. Sure can. Sure can. Take it wherever you want. Yeah. Actually, it'd be great. You can take the whole family right yeah. now because I got like five questions. What's your What's your last name? Yeah, it was it you, was. You crazy, don't even bro. know this girl's like. You probably did the whole like twenty questions. Yeah, over no, you already know. Yeah, <laughs> 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 had to pop some questions out. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was the first That's interaction with it. Um, First date was you met the whole family. met the whole family, yep. 
Shit. Yeah, met the whole family, bro. But I'm, I mean, I'm, let me give you, let me give you a little, a little quick one though. I went to college with her sister though, so they were they okay, were already so in Goshen, like, yeah. So and obviously, I'm still cool with her sister to this day. But did, um, did they know of you before this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't so, like yeah, like but it was like I wasn't like uh, me, but me and her though, me and her though wasn't like in you know in cahoots or like talking or nothing like that. So like I already yeah. knew her sister and stuff. Uh, from the three years that I so, was in So you didn't take her to Cheesecake Factory on the first date? No. Um, we actually, our first sit-down was that day. Was it that day that we that we ate? Where did we eat at? B-dubs. Oh, we ate at B-dubs. Like, so the whole family went to B-dubs. So, like, our first thing was B-dubs. Ooh. Yeah, but it wasn't like a, so, it wasn't like a personal one-on-one um, that we were just at B-dubs. But um, being who she is, she wouldn't, she wouldn't care where I'd take her, though. I don't so, the, so one yeah. of my big red flags is if a girl doesn't eat wings. That's my big red flag. Yeah. If you don't eat wings, yeah, this isn't gonna. No, nah, she she this loves she loves everything. Uh, seafood boils, like it doesn't matter, bro. Like, like the cheesecake factory. We yeah. would go, bro. If I went to make what's your take on the what's your take on the whole cheesecake factory? The whole the my whole my take right is. Now. I don't know, because obviously, you know, women that get on here or see this and get to going crazy. But, dude, I don't care where, where it is. Like, dude, if I decide to take you to McDonald's, then why are you for, you not paying for I it? appreciate the fact. Yeah, you're not yeah. paying for it. Because guess what? Two or three years down the line, what if I'm taking you to Ruth's Chris after that? Like, I'm not taking you to Ruth's Chris on the first date, though. Who does that? First date. Like, and, and I, I don't I don't even know you me. yet. Yeah, I don't know you. I don't. I'm, I'm against dinner dates is first date. Yeah, I was like, doing it for a minute when I came here and I'm like, I'm spending a hundred and fifty And they're gonna say, I know, I know all kind of conversations gonna come from this, but that that that's you just put a you just put a stamp, a money stamp on forever dates after that. Like you pay two hundred dollars for that date. Now she's gonna be like, well, wherever we go, I, I need that same energy. Blah 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 like it, and it's like, come on, like we're doing like this whole like and first of all I don't think Dinner dates is a good first date, regardless nah. because it's like an interview almost. Yeah, so you're you're kind of having fun playfully. Yeah. But like some people treat it as like an interview, and they're like, I'm not trying to interview you. I'm not trying to have you interview me. What I'm doing, where I've been, like that'll come up in general conversation. But yeah, me taking you to sushi. If I'm going, on, if I'm dating, yeah, that means I'm seeing other people and I'm going on dates. Yeah. Right? So if I'm doing this twice a week, I'm spending six fifteen hundred bucks. A month on dates that Shit. I might yeah. not ever see these girls again because they weren't worth the hundred bucks or one hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, I'm a coffee date guy now. I've said yeah. this before on podcast. I'm a coffee date guy. I'll spend fifteen bucks. We'll go get coffee, take a little stroll, and yeah, I like that idea. The, the stroll, the stroll, the the um, even something fun like go go to the arcade or something like 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 something like that's gonna get you to not. Yeah, I don't know. Feel like a pressure feel like yeah, pressure like yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like that idea. Um, and for the women that do that, you guys are messing it up for for all of them. Yeah, I totally agree. Because some people are worth it. Some people, I yes. mean, that's. I mean, maybe I can't say that, but some people are worth it. Yeah. If it's a girl that is like, you're like, holy shit, I probably have to step up my game yeah. because she is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But if for the most part. If you can't enjoy and appreciate the time, just the time, something in time out of my day, you're taking time out of yours. This time I can never get back. Money can be made again, but like I can't get back yeah. the hour and a half I just spent with you trying to have a dull conversation, you know? So 
That's why I'm against thinner. Like right now, right now, I would be, I'd be good taking my woman to some place that you know, that's uh, that's high yeah, standard. But like, like I've been with her for three years, years. so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang, you've been with her for three years, huh? Yeah, come, so coming up like, in like three. So it'd so be what's like it? For March, May. Yeah, in like May or something like that. Do, do, you, do you have plans? Do you, do you guys do big anniversaries? Nah, stuff? we. I mean, we kind of we kind of anniversary every weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ain't heard, bro. We hang out tough. So like, yeah, we always doing something, man. Like, and in big days like that, I mean, I'm not good on big days. Like, dude, I got my dad's birthday in my phone. Like, yeah, I like, guess yeah. yeah. Me, I'm not, I'm not that, not the guy for that. But like, when it when it is time though, like birthday wise or stuff, like we go, yeah. Yeah, we, go we, do, we go do some I, stuff. What's your part since she has two kids? What was like the learning curve of that? Because like you are part of like you don't know when you're going to be officially a part of these girls' lives, but you're a part of their lives. Like, is it stepfather? Like, are you? Yeah. Like, so now, I mean, we we all live together like, now. Um, but to start off with, I mean, uh, you you gauge like um how people parent, like you know what I'm saying. So me, I don't, I didn't have an actual kid by myself yet. So, um, my idea on how you raise a kid was different. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, or, or it's based right. on like how I was raised by my grandma and like, blah, 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 blah. and then she had two kids. So she's been raising her kids a certain way. So like that aspect was different. Um, yeah. I mean, do, do you instill like, was there, cause I, in my eyes, it's like, you don't want to overstep too soon. Yeah. So, and is it, is, is it okay if I instill my vet, some values that we agree on? Of course, yeah. Into that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously within the, the three years, it's been, it's been a process, but like, and obviously we'll, me and her, you know, I take a step back and say like, okay, well, you need to do this or you need to say this, or we need to communicate this way based on, you know, parenting them or certain situations. Um, but it's never been like, it's never been crazy lopsided though either. So like, it's kind of been like a, yeah. like if I would say something, like she would understand you, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But them being at home with her, I mean, there's, there's a difference to, too, you know what I'm saying? Having a male, a male guy in the house, like they're, they're going to be able to right. do some of this stuff. She's by herself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like now she got to pick up for both of them, but now she got me. So like, Hey, clean that up. Blah blah blah. Like it's like a, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's like you're like, hey, I'm gonna clean this up, and you should be. Clean. Yeah, things like that. So what was your what was the first time you disciplined one of them? What was that like? Are you a softy? Are you? Nah, yeah, I do. But like, um, I just I just have to tell them what what to do. Like they don't they're not disrespectful or nothing like that. Or like, yeah, you're not my dad. I don't gotta listen to you. Like things like that. But like when I tell them to do something, they do. Like they call me they call me lucky. Like. They, when Lucky says something, they do it. Like, they're not, yeah, they're not like that. Um, the only okay, thing we ever run into, like, if they want something and I say no, they'll go ask mom. I mean, every kid does that. Um, but Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I yeah, go yeah. back and forth all the time. Yeah. And I would lie and say yeah, that. I would, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should ask him. Which is understandable, yeah. So, um, yeah. but outside of that, though, she checks him when she needs to. Um, never have to whoop him, so. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. awesome. So, <clears throat> You're they a part of the village council and everything too. And so you kind of like wear a lot of different hats. Like you're part of the village council. You're a, a father figure in two young girls' life, coach, teacher. How do you juggle all of that? Or is it kind of just all blended now? Because it's like you're not having to turn on a different part of you almost. Yeah, it's it's dang near. It's dang near all blended. So um, with what goes on in the community, I'm already tapped in because I'm um, 
in the schools, I'm a coach. And then so with the village, everybody that has a connection in the village, because it's so small, village stuff comes up while we're, you know, at the school or school stuff comes up while we're at yeah. the village. Uh, there's stuff that happens at the school that has to be ran through the village, uh, and through our, um, our uh, not principal, uh, not athletic director. No, su uh, superintendent. So like he has to, oh, okay. you know, he touched base with our village manager, like things like the like certain stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of all blended, to be honest. Okay. So so it's not really like much of a juggling. No, it's not. It's not juggling. Just a, I guess time timing wise, um, I'll go from practice and then like to, on this Monday I got a village council meeting, and then I'll go right after practice uh, to that for however long it goes. It could be seven yeah. minutes. It could be seven hours. Like. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on what's all on the dock. Yeah. That you guys no. got to talk about. Um, what would be your, so say you're, you convince me to move home and take care of the community I grew up in. What's like your, what's your sales pitch for like those kind of really think like have thought about, I mean, I want to go home and make a difference. Cause I've thought about it, you know, going home at some point and starting up businesses on the main strip of Constantine and like yeah. providing jobs. But like, what's your sales pitch? What's your sales pitch to me to come home and be a part of the community that raised you? Man, I have my, yo, my sales pitch. If you wasn't, if you wasn't cast, I would have a different one. Cause now we got the beach and everything else here. Like we got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff going no, on. And just moving forward. Like not like what, but like not like what's there, but, what's there, but, like, but in general, um, in general, like that anyone could take from it that's thinking about wherever they're at. When you when you go home and start doing stuff and you like obviously get back into the community, like you kind of figure out it could be a little piece or it could be the whole piece of who you are though. Like once you start doing stuff and like giving back and like you're gonna feel you're gonna feel completely different. You're gonna like you're yeah. Your whole freaking chromosomes and everything is gonna change. Like it's just like it's just it's just a difference. Like now that I'm here, obviously me being hurt like i had to come back or whatever but like yeah. actually doing it like dang bro like this is dope like i get to be a part of something you know crazy like my name's down there at the beach on the plat on the plaque because like i was a part of getting that here like it's just a yeah. whole different feeling of, of going back I home feel so like, like you can you you can leave like a legacy yeah so outside of sports and stuff that that you would want to do uh yeah you can leave your mark at home like, and that's the best place to do it. Like, I think, yeah, at home. Cause yeah. like I went, I was down in Florida and like little small community. I was, I was gonna end up being an assistant coach down there and I was playing semi-pro. And my first thought of me being there and not, you know, playing pro overseas was like, bro, I can do this or what I want to do here. I can do that. Cause I started basketball training and everything when I was in Florida, I can do this back home. Like I can go home and do right. this. Like, and the kids that are around me and the kids that look up to me it's going to be even more than these kids that are looking at me now and um, the comfortability yeah. with the parents. Like it's like, they know me. So like at home I can do whatever I want to do. Like it's, it's yeah, easier. It kind of gives you. Yeah. Go ahead. I was like, it's easier to, to do it at home. I mean, a lot of people don't want to be home or a uh, small town. You never get out and blah, blah, blah. But once you get out, like when you do come back, I'm telling you, it, it gets a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just making a difference in the place that made such a difference for you would be really rewarding. Yeah. And obviously you can attest to that, um, as you've said, and it's just like, why not? Like, why not? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, cause there's been talks that we've had throughout the years. We're like, dude, come home. Let's like, let's 
get a rec center together. Yeah. Let's do this. And And trust me, like there's been times where I've like, I, I, that's what I want to do, you know? And it's hard being away from it and finding like for me personally, like in in Maui, I kind of had it because I was like, involved with like people who were in the same kind of world you're in yeah but like being in charlotte it's like what's your sense of place like being in cities you don't have a sense of place sometimes you're just a clog in the machine yeah and you're not really making a difference in your community sometimes or even in work so to speak but like you're just there keeping it going keeping whatever it might be but like when you're back home you're not you're you're like i said earlier you're making a difference yeah and that's really rewarding and fulfilling i would expect and yeah. hopefully one day yeah. i get back to the time, but we'll see how that all plays out in the future yeah. I w- i'm not opposed to it as a, now that i'm older i'm not as, as much as po- opposed to it as i was back at 25 26 because yeah. my family there you kind of have my friends are all grown and they're having kids and yeah a lot of my other friends are kind of all over the world. So it's like kind of tough to, I want to be a part of everyone's lives yeah. and not get lost in life, yep. um, so to speak, and just be like a figment of their nation. Like I had my brother and his kids down here last week and it was just awesome to see them. And it's like, how many times am I going to see these guys if I don't stay home? Yeah. If I don't go back home, I have once a year. So I, I'll see them 40 more times throughout yeah. my life. So to you know, and when you break it down like that, it's kind of fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Like parents, too. like how many more times am I going to see my parents once a year, yeah. twice a year and they're getting older. So it's like, you kind of have to do this like balancing act and do the pros and cons of where, what's important to you. Is it your life and where you're going to go? Or is it the quality time spent at a soccer game for yeah. niece or nephew or children you know and having your parents around to see their grandkids do that yeah that's something i didn't have my grandparents like kind of moved away when i got into sports in middle school and stuff and i kind of resent that now no offense to them i love them um but it's like damn you guys weren't even there yeah like my my uncle lived three blocks from the high school i went to didn't didn't see him at a football game and he could hear my name on the loudspeaker at his house yeah like that's like, I don't want to be that uncle, but I also want to show them that you can go do other things and yep. experience life outside of this little place. Yeah. So it's been a balancing act for a while for me and kind of, you know, it tears you apart sometimes, but it's just, you make decisions and you kind of just got to live with them. Yeah. That's a, that's what I like about being here too. Cause my nephews now, one of them play varsity basketball now. So like he's seen me go overseas. Like he's seen me do what I needed to do for you know the time that I had. And now he's like, you know, they hit me up, Uncle this, Uncle that. Like, it's good to be here with them instead of, you know, I'm all the way, you know, in Australia. Can't, you know, all we can do is talk on the phone. I can't see them play or do anything like that. Like, so now, you know, they both wear my number. So like, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. To see. Yeah. What number were you in high school? Five. Five. Okay, five. I was about to say. I thought you were five because I was five too. I, I thought that's what it, yeah. what it was. A uh, quick fun fact: I did score tw- high score twenty one points versus Stefan Lucky. Oh my gosh! His senior year of districts. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen! I was not guarding him. <laughs> I was not guarding him. I know exactly who was guarding you. It wasn't me, boy. <laughs> yes, sir. No, hey, no, I think I, I think my I first my first district was versus you guys though. My my district championship. 
at home. Yeah, sophomore your sophomore year. Sophomore year, yeah. Yeah. So we got we got we got some ties. We got some ties between the the uh Cass and Constantine, man. It was it was some good yeah, battles. You guys were you guys were always super nice, obviously. Um you guys were a lot more athletic than any of our teams, that's for sure. We we're just a bunch of white farm boys. Y'all played like, get up played like teams though. Y'all played like a team though. So that was yeah, so yeah, sometimes yeah. until until I just start chucking yeah. shit up, me and Robbie Ballant, yeah. I would just chuck that thing. Robbie just, <laughs> Rob, like, hey, it's crazy you said that. Robbie hit me up. I gotta get, uh, I gotta get back to him. We chopped it up for a second. Um, I forget what dude, it was. That guy's, yeah. I, I'm not sure what, but he's crushing it, man. Shout out Robbie Ballant. Yeah. He he uh, been on this like whole journey of like transformation, uh, health wise and like yeah. fitness, and he's looking, he's looking jacked yeah, right now. Nah. He's kind of been in my little inspiration. Uh, as of late, uh, I'm doing dry January. Um, so I've been in the gym, yeah. no booze, no, no smoking, no anything. And it, it's been tough. I actually went to a game last night, a uh, high school basketball game. One of our uh, mutual friends, Cody Chandler, his little brother's a freshman on varsity, and their team's ranked fifth in the state. They're playing the number three team in the state. We actually went, and uh, Cody's training out here. So a lot of the kids are there, and yeah. he got kicked out of the game. Yeah, I seen him. I seen him record a a piece that the ref called a bull crap travel, and like he posted yeah, the travel yeah. rules, and I'm like, yeah, Cody, way to post it, bro. Because refs, bro, they get them stripes and swear that they got the the answer to the freaking world, and I'm just like, dude, listen, yeah, you guys are not the only he, one. That he read he read him the he read him the rules. He read him the travel rules, and then got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> I take bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. I got uh, I got two rule books in my bag. I take them to every game. I'm like, bro, listen. I look at the rule book and I'm telling you that's not what it is, bro. I'm telling you, like, y'all can change these rules as many times as you want to. I'm going to read the book, like, because you're not going to have yeah. one up on me because you got a ref thing on, bro. And refs, yeah, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like that at well, all. Well, we, we, before we uh, close this thing up, brother, um, I do want to say I appreciate your time and your insight on kind of giving back to the community and your journey overseas and kind of where you're at in the world, being a stepfather to two little pretty girls. And I, commend you for that because I can only imagine raising children that aren't yours is, is tough, but I'm, seems like you're taking it in stride. Is there any little, is there any advice that you would give to just say a 20 year old, 20 year old Stefan Lucky, what advice would you give him when he's trying to figure out where he's going to be in the world? I would, I would give him the advice of don't put all your eggs in one basket. So in any aspect, you know, we tend to, see something and get tunnel vision and be like, this is what I'm doing, bro. There's so much, there's so much stuff out in the world and things you could do personally and for others. Uh, that's what, that's what I would give them. Don't put it, don't put everything in one. Cause like, yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, that's, no. that's actually a great piece of advice. Cause yeah. we've all been there and we've all done it. It's like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to go play pro, whatever. I'm going to do this. Eight. I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> I'm going to do this job. And then life throws a bad hip at you and you can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. Hold on. One more thing. One more thing before you get that bow out. Yeah, let me get you right here. I'm going to do some little shout out to Steven and Leaser and Blair Leaser, newlywed couples. Um, Six six plus months in, um, they just came out with a new game. It's called the Six Love Language. Um, I'm not going to tell you. What what, what is that? Yeah. Talk to me about that real quick. I really want them for y'all to go on their page and see it and then, uh, you know, everybody get the insight from them. The sixth on Instagram, it's the sixth love, love language. language. Yep. Um, Steve and Eliezer and Blair Eliezer, um, 
pretty pretty big on TikTok. Um, who's ever listened to this, they probably have seen them on TikTok and like their stuff or whatever. Yeah, um, it's Blair and Steven, right? Yep. So it's compliment arguing, um, aggressive affection. Um, there's a couple wild cards in here. Um, so this. So you play this with friends? Yep, you play this with friends. Um, you can play it. Uh, yep, significant others. Yeah, anybody like that. I had uh, some people over here the other day, and uh, we wasn't. We probably wasn't playing it the right way. You know, we were. You know, boozing, boozing a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. So this one it says for the aggressive affection card. It says shout it. It says, uh, you so damn fine, you could take every uh, virginity in the room, but not mine. I just give it to you. But you're shouting this at your partner. So uh, for the quick quick shits and giggles, man, I I, um, I love it, bro, because, like, you can – it says whisper it, too. It says singing it like a melody, like certain cards. Um, but for the men, though, like, we get to yell at our women, but in a positive way. But you get to get away. Yes. You can get that aggression out. But in a positive way, bro, it's so dope. Yeah. So like, um, if you guys want to go tap in on his page um, and get this game, uh, he's is is it's doing it's doing quite well too. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to him not too long ago about he's in some stores up in Grand Rapids yeah. area trying to you know venture out. You can, I think you can buy it off. Um, there's a link on their TikTok yep. and Instagram, obviously for it. But I need to get one of those. That was on my list of things yeah. that I need to do. Great game. Great weeks. game to take around, take around with you in like any little parties or anything you go into. And you don't got to be boozed up to play this game. Like it's legit regardless. So, yeah. Yeah. I've seen some videos of like parents and kids playing it yeah. and stuff like that. So they got, they got shout out to Steven and Blair. That's awesome that they're uh, making those moves out there. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Well, with that, brother, I thanks for putting that plug in because yeah. I totally forgot about it. For sure. Six love language, folks. Uh, this is the Bauer Hour. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok at the Bauer Hour podcast. And also find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast at. We'll be there sharing the stories, folks. Thank you again. Bye.